Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. In the next five episodes, there's a special theme around facing your fears. And what this means in these five episodes is you're going to hear from two to three different guests, giving you their insights, their perspective, and most importantly, ways of overcoming these fears. And the first fear on the agenda today is the fear of others' opinions. You know, on a daily basis, we directly and indirectly engage with people whose opinions may influence how we go about living our life. These opinions can sometimes be valuable. However, we can also get into a state where we're constantly fearing what other people think and therefore not being able to be our true selves. In today's episode, I'm joined by sales and leadership coach Dee Mullin, founder of Mindful Talent and executive coach Alistair Gray, and NLP practitioner and coach Sarah Gregg. And they're going to be sharing with you some great insights on how you become more effective at dealing with other people's opinions and how you can become more mindful of how you spend your time and who you spend your time with. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Hey guys, this is Dee Mullen and I'm excited to spend a couple minutes with you today to explore the idea of the fear of opinions of others the fear of the opinions of others. To give you a quick background, I am a personal and professional growth coach, and I am specifically passionate about helping people to live with intention. So I'm excited to spend a couple minutes being intentional about this particular subject. Um, The truth is that our success can be significantly impacted by the amount of time we spend thinking for ourselves, as well as the quality of the people that we surround ourselves with. So when I think of the fear of the opinions of others, I think of, you know, potentially making decisions based on what we think other people will think of us, um, as well as who those others are, right? Who are the people whose opinions we are so concerned about? So I think that that is a smart place to start. Um, Jim Rohn was famous for saying that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And then in the four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss expands on this idea. And he has a quote from the book that I really like. I use a lot in coaching. And it says, you are the average of the five people you associate with the most. So do not underestimate the effects of your pessimistic, unambitious, or disorganized friends. If someone isn't making you stronger, they're making you weaker. So let's think about this one. There's some just practical, tactical ideas that we can take away from this. First of all, who are those five people in your life? Make a list. And understand that it's not a list of the five people you like the most in your life, uh, or the five people that um, you know that inspire you the most. Maybe those two lists correlate, and that that is best case scenario. But really think about who are the five people you associate with the most. Who are the five people you spend most of your time with? And if you aren't sure, it's pretty easy to find this out, right? Look at your call logs, look at your emails, look at your texts. Data validate that the five people you think you're spending the most time with are the five people you're spending the most time with. Look at your calendar, see how you've, you know, do a quick review of how you spent the last month or two. Um, and then with that list of those people, give them each a little rating. And here's a big um, point of clarification. We're not rating them as people, Right. But we are, we are rating how they're making us feel potentially. 
um, I might think about how, on a scale of one to 10, how inspired am I by this person? How, on a scale of one to 10, how much do I feel like this person supports me? A really important one for me is on a scale of one to 10, how much time does this person spend talking about what they want, what they like, what they're excited about, what they're grateful for versus how much time they spend talking about things that they don't like, that they don't want, that they're complaining about. That is a big deal for me personally. Um, And then you can take Tim's measures, right? Um, How optimistic, optimistic or pessimistic is this person? How ambitious or unambitious? How organized or disorganized? So kind of come up with a, a reality check of how you're doing with your, what I lovingly call tribe. And here's another tactical piece here. If, if those people and those ratings aren't pushing you to be better, if that, if that's not inspiring to you, if you are not excited about sharing those five people with the world and uh, as this pride point of these are my friends. Um, let's meet some new people. Or you know what? Mostly it's probably not even meeting new people. It's probably just being more intentional about where you're spending your time. So I bet that there are people in your address book on your phone or um, that you've come in contact with that are inspiring, that are ambitious, that are doing big things. Reach out to them. Get over the potential fear of rejection and let them know that that you just want to spend some time with them. You don't have to tell them that that the, you you want them to be part of the five people you associate with the most. Just be more intentional. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. So really take some control of your list of five people you associate with the most. Um, and the last little idea I'll give you on this There is a book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and it is a wonderful book. And if you are really stuck in thinking about what others think of you, his second agreement is don't take anything personally. And he talks about how nothing other people say or do has anything to do with you. Everybody's just living in their own dream. And the idea that when you can free yourself from worrying about the opinions of others, you will free yourself from being the victim of needless suffering. So make your list, be intentional about it, add different people if you feel like that's what you need, Uh, and check out Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, as ways to overcome the fear of the opinions of others. Hey, Chris, it's Alistair Gray, the founder of Mindful Talent. And so we're exploring the fear of others opinions and um it's a really uh fascinating stage that we're in 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 human evolution because at the moment with the the rise and popularity of of social media particularly instagram facebook where there is a lot of judgment or perceived judgment at, at play uh this kind of fear of other people's opinions is is growing and actually there's a lot of research and, and there's a lot of kind of, I suppose, focus on the negative impact that social media can have in this area, causing individuals to feel anxiety, causing individuals to feel like they are not enough, right? And I'm sure everyone can relate to that. Sometime in our lives, we probably felt like we're not enough. And so this fear of what other people think, of other people's opinions is is a really, um, it, it, it's a really difficult 
challenge for, for many people right now. And it's one that I think is a society. We, we, we really need to change the way that we, we operate uh, on a human level. Something that I'm incredibly passionate about uh, because I, I've spent time with, with young people. I've spent time with, um, like I said, a, a lot of individuals who, who have this fear present. And it can be soul destroying because ultimately what occurs is that we, we move into a place of either judgment or comparison. And, and usually when these two are present, now that could be judgment of the self or even judgment of others. And comparison, i.e. how we compare to our peers, our colleagues, sometimes how we even compare to celebrities and kind of uh, famous people on Instagram, like how, how, how does our body look to another person? How is our IQ to this individual? How do we show up uh, on a photo compared to some of our friends? It's so destroying. Comparison and judgment have been shown time and time again to be two of the biggest causes for low self-esteem and uh, two of the biggest causes for impact in our innate confidence or our self-confidence. Now, when I talk about innate confidence, I truly believe that within each of us, we know deep down inside of us that we are enough. Like when we were born into this world as, as babies, we were completely whole and complete and uh, unique. And we would light up a room without really doing anything, right? <laughs> You're like, a month old and people walk into the room and they just stare at you in awe of how incredible and how beautiful and how pure and clean and amazing you are in terms of your energy. And so that is still within all of us. And yet through, like I said, the, the world that we live in at the moment, sadly, we have this fear of other people's opinions. And there's an amazing quote that, that that's going around. It's a Cooley quote. And, and Jay Shetty's been uh, kind of uh, saying it a lot in, in a number of his videos and I'm a huge fan of Jay Shetty's and the quote is I am not who you think I am I'm not who I think I am I am who I think you think I am now take a second for that to sit in I'm going to say it again so it's I am not who you think I am I am not who I think I am I am who I think you think I am. Now, you may have to listen back to that a few times, but the essence of it is that we live in this society where we have these perceived judgments and perceived expectations of others. So we're trying to second guess one another all the time. And this leads to this fear of other people's opinions. And quite often what that leads to is uh, it leads to us not living out who we truly wish to be. It, it leads us to um, not taking action on things that truly light us up, right? Whether that is following a passion for a particular kind of music, whether it's following a passion to start a business, whether it's following a passion of, of, of anything in life that just ignites you, often the fear of other people's opinions can prevent us from following that. And I think to, to overcome that, really, we've got to go within ourselves. Because quite often, what this fear has shown up is an insecurity that we have within ourselves. Now, one of the things that certainly has helped me over the years of, of, of self-development and self-realization, and also working with others, is truly, truly beginning to love ourselves. Now, 
Again, that may sound a bit strange to people, but until we can fully love ourselves and embrace every single part of ourselves, then quite often we're going to fear the opinion of those around us. And so how do we love ourselves? How do we begin with that? Well, there's a number of different ways and an incredibly powerful yet simple way is to begin repeating affirmations. Like become aware of the language that we use towards ourselves each day. And, and is that language full of love or, or is that language full of kind of critic and, and hate? And so if we're telling ourselves each day that I'm not enough, then let's rephrase that. Let's begin to repeat each and every day into the mirror, I am enough. Tell yourself that I love myself or, or look in the mirror and say, I love you. Now, this sounds a bit crazy, but I encourage everyone who's listening to this, if they can relate to this fear of other people's opinions, then begin to go inside. Look within. Look at the areas that we are resisting of ourselves, the areas that we feel discontented with and disenfranchised with, and begin to work on those areas. And over time, when we begin to love ourselves unconditionally, you'll notice a shift. You begin to not care as much about what other people think. You begin to feel more confident, self-assured and assertive within your opinions, within the way you feel about yourself and the way that you see the world around you. Hi, it's Sarah Gregg here from The Power to Reinvent. The fear of others' opinions is something that we all have to deal with. And wow, this topic is one that definitely resonates with me. When I first quit my job, sold my house and decided to travel full time with my husband in an effort to create a location independent lifestyle, the single biggest fear I had was what other people thought of me, what other people's opinions were. As a recovering people pleaser who loves validation, it was so hard for me to step away from the tribe, remove myself from people who no longer serve me. It was truly a difficult, difficult journey. When you're following a goal, a dream or a purpose, when you step into yourself and become who you really are and start to live a life for you and not what others expect, then it's really scary. I think the biggest wake-up call for me that I had to make a change about how much I valued other people's opinions was when I read the book by Australian nurse Bonnie Ware on Regrets of the Dying. Bonnie Ware was a palliative nurse who cared um, for hundreds of dying people in her career and she interviewed them to record their biggest regrets. And one of the most common one was, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not what others expected of me. And when I read that, I just thought, I can't be on my deathbed with these being my last thoughts about my life. With me knowing in that moment when other people told me what they thought I should do, that my temptation was to do it because I wanted to please them and maybe they were right. When my gut, my intuition was screaming, no, 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 it's not that. It's what you believe. So many times in my life, I went against my gut and I listened to what other people said or what other people thought I should do. And I live for them and their validation rather than living for myself. 
now I have definitely made massive progress in that area. It's one that I have to continually check myself for to make sure that I'm not slipping into old behaviors. But increasingly, I'm learning to live for an audience of one. But how do you get to this point? It's such a long journey, um, especially when it's so ingrained within you. So the first thing I would say is, if this story is really resonating with you, if when you listen to me talk, you think, wow, I definitely have similar fears. I am definitely a people pleaser. I definitely change my plans because other people, other people tell me to then the chances are you're probably surrounding yourself with other people. Truly, it takes courage and bravery and a lot of self-work to step away from people who aren't serving you, who judge, mock and ridicule your dreams, or even in small ways, just take you off your path because they're not the right fit. Honestly, if you have those people in your life, they're not your tribe and you're not theirs either. The best thing you can do for all the relationships concerned is to start to let go and make room for other people. Create that space in your life where more supportive people can enter, people who are going to raise you up and people who are going to move you forward. You don't have to be friends with everybody through every single chapter of your life. You can just thank them for being there and recognize that you have outgrown them and you're now at a different point. We all only have one life. And when I read Bonnie's Ware, Bonnie Ware's work, that's what really struck home is we only get one shot and we have to make the most out of it. We have to learn to live for ourselves, to be authentic and true to ourselves and to trust our God, follow our instincts and surround ourselves with like-minded people. Be you fully and authentically. As Dr. Seuss says, be who you are and say what you feel. Because those who matter don't mind. I got that wrong. It was such a pivotal ending point. But, <laughs> but because I'm talking about the fear of other people's opinions, I'm just going to redo it again. I can't talk about living authentically and being real and then just re-record it because I slipped up at the end. So embracing my fear of what you might think that I got this wrong, I'm going to give it another go. As Dr. Seuss says, be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast, Face Your Fears. You know, I'd love to hear from you if you found this episode has resonated with you on a particular fear or if you've taken something away from what I guess shared with you. To connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn. My name's Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Not Another Sales Guy, with an underscore in each of those words. And also on Facebook, under Not Another Sales Guy. I'd also really appreciate if you are listening to this and you found it valuable and you've taken something away from it to share it amongst your community, amongst your network. And if you're listening onto things such as Apple Podcasts, is to give it a rating. And I truly appreciate all of your support, all of your feedback and welcome any of your questions. But for now, I'll catch you soon.